Welcome to Conversation Mill. My name is Rebecca Dale and I am the host of the show. I have a passion for sharing how the creation of thriving local economies benefits us all. I'm fascinated by how we come together to form our communities on a macro and micro scale and how our histories and stories when shared can not only motivate and inspire, but can facilitate understanding. As our communities, large and small, bring back a more progressive Main Street, individuals are stepping out to pursue their passions and local leaders are pushing back against corporate greed. It's time to engage these community leaders and small business owners in conversation. What are the driving forces behind their courage and success and how can we continue to build communities that embrace diversity, support the local economy, and create a healthy ecosystem for the culture at large? Join us now in conversation. Today, I wanna do something a little different and just take a few minutes to talk about Indigenous Peoples Day. My hope is that this break from our normal hour-long episode will give you the time to go and listen to the voices of tribe members in your area. You can do this easily on YouTube or a quick research into your local tribal centers. Or visit conversationmill.substack.com where I share some quick links to Native American voices. You can also go down to the comment section and click right on conversationmill.substack.com but please enjoy our short episode today and take some time out to celebrate the stewards of the land and the water and the life of this country. There are currently 574 federally recognized tribes as of 2022. That is a massive amount of history to take in. One day out of 365 seems like a decent, okay place to start to acknowledge the extensive history of the people who occupied this place we now call the United States of America. For many of us listening today, if not all of us, the place we call home. But maybe this one day will pique your curiosity and encourage you to seek out and learn from this community that you may never have considered as a larger part of your local community. None of us have to go very far, just step out your front door, to be on the land once occupied and cared for by the indigenous people of North America. Columbus was not the first European to make contact with America's native people. Europeans had previously made contact, and almost immediately, sickness, slavery, stealing of land, and devastation of resources ensued. Choosing to celebrate the vibrant traditions of American Indians versus Columbus Day does not need to be an issue of division or controversy, but it should be a day for us to acknowledge the immense loss and generational trauma experienced by the peoples who stewarded the land long before white settlers made their way to Plymouth Rock. 
Whether we are listening to the stories of the Ojibwa in the northern Midwest, or the Muscogee Nation in Oklahoma, or the Klingit tribe on the southern central coast of Alaska, the wisdom they share in regards to nature, the seasons, the necessity of a spiritual life, or the comprehension of our humanness in a realm of the unseen is a wisdom worth absorbing and honoring. To know the history of the United States, you must know the suffering of the indigenous people that were relegated to third-class citizens and still to this day have to fight to protect their water, their land, and their people. I am not a Native American scholar, and most, if not all, of what I do know comes from having visited the Crazy Horse Memorial in South Dakota, which is a must if you're doing any sort of American monument tour. More of my knowledge has come from the reading of poetry of Native American poets, specifically former U.S. Poet Laureate Joy Harjo. And lastly, my knowledge has come from what I have read in the biographies of U.S. presidents from Washington to McKinley. To celebrate, and in this context of the word celebrate, I use it more of a way to learn and listen and to take time to walk in someone else's shoes and someone else's history. Others may want to make this Indigenous People's Day political, but I would love for it to be a day of learning about the vibrant, harrowing, dynamic, and tragedy-laden history and culture of the Native American peoples of our country who have always known how to treat the land, the animals, the water, to maintain this circle of life that, that gives life to us all and our future generations. I'm going to share with you some stories, some poetry, but really, I would love for you to visit conversationmill.substack.com, where free to all listeners and all readers will be links to Native Americans telling their stories in their own voices. Links to the poet Joy Harjo reading her poetry in her voice. And links to memoirs and accounts of Native American life in early America. The links for the books will take you to independent booksellers and or to the websites of the authors themselves. One way to celebrate on this Indigenous People's Day is to support Native American small business and authors and historians. And the best way to do that is by buying directly from them. Joy Harjo is an internationally renowned performer and writer of the Muscogee Creek Nation. She was named the United States Poet Laureate in 2019. She's the author of eight books, including a memoir called Crazy Brave. She's won many prizes and honors. And I wanted to share uh, just a bit of her writing with you now. This is written by Joy Harjo in a poem collection called The Woman Who Fell from the Sky. This prose comes after a poem called Wolf Warrior. One morning I was prepared to see a friend off to Washington, D.C. 
to argue a tribe's right to water. The first time I visited there, I suffered from vertigo and panic attacks. I saw rivers of blood flowing under the beautiful white marble monuments that announced power in the landscape. I knew of the history embedded in the city. All tribes in this country have sharp memories located here. My great-great-grandfather went there with other tribal members to conduct business on behalf of the tribe. Those concerns have never been settled. It was early summer, and my garden was growing well, especially due to the efforts of a white butterfly who greeted me each morning. I watched her work and for the first time in my life realized how deeply important were the efforts of this creature. I was easily aware of the need for sun and rain, but the butterfly's job was just as crucial. She always showed up in time. I wonder who assigned her our particular garden. The butterfly's presence shifted the meaning of that summer, as did a story told to me by Bob Thomas, a Cherokee scholar who had been a colleague of mine at the University of Arizona. He had just returned from a conference for native elders somewhere in the far north, where a young man from one of the northern tribes approached him with a story, a story the wolves had recently given him with a sense of urgency. I believe in the power of words to create the world, as did the wolves who told that story to the young man, as did Bob Thomas who told me the story, and my friend who took this story with her and the tribe to Washington, D.C. This comes from another collection of poems by Joy Harjo called The Conflict Resolution for Holy Beings. Where we live, the settlers built their houses. Where we drew fresh water, the oil companies sucked oil. Where deer ran in countless numbers, we have a new mall. Where the healing plants thrived, the river is burning. Now a fence cuts the road home. Next, the sky will be tethered and we will pay for air. Ignatia Brooker, who died in 1987, was a storyteller and teacher in the Ojibwe tradition. She recounts the life of her great-great-grandmother, Night Flying Woman, who was born in the mid-19th century and lived during a chaotic time of enormous change, uprooting, and loss for Minnesota's Ojibwe people. I wanted to read just a little bit of the foreword so you can get a feel for uh, what this story is about. Night Flying Woman is a story in the tradition of the Ojibwe people. It is also the story of culture contact with strangers, contact that drastically altered an ancient way of life. In Night Flying Woman, we meet several generations of one family group. Through their lives, we learn the traditions, beliefs, customs, and some history of the Ojibwe in Minnesota. Thank you for listening in today. And if you are a member of a Native American tribe or an indigenous people of North America, I would love to have a conversation with you on the podcast. Please reach out. But to all of our listeners, thank you for taking time today to reflect on the first peoples of the United States of America and their history and their struggles. And again, please visit Conversation Mill.com 
www.substack.com for links to the voices of the Native American people and to learn more. And as always, thank you for joining me in conversation. Thank you for being a listener of Conversation Mill. The podcast is growing, but we need your continued support in the form of comments, likes, and subscriptions. If you've enjoyed even one episode, please take two minutes to comment under the episode or the podcast itself, or rate the podcast. Hitting the subscribe button wherever you listen to the podcast helps tremendously. Every like and subscribe helps me support local businesses and local nonprofits by giving them a platform to tell their stories. Together, we can foster the understanding, diversity, and economies that make our individual communities flourish while creating our own community here at Conversation Mill. Also, you can join us at conversationmill.substack.com where you can become a member and receive weekly member-only content, including member-only episodes. I look forward to sharing a new conversation with you next week. And as always, thank you for your support.